You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. A star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't even believe this person is in the studio. Yeah, I can't. Like, you know, I get a lot of comics and I get some real. I mean, you, you're going to die when you hear who's here today. You're going to literally, I hope you're not driving. But guess who my guest is today, even though it probably says it on the podcast thing, right? It says it on the description. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Daly is here. Tim fucking Daly. Tim Daly. Tim fucking Daly, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Tim, I can't, I mean, like, you're like a huge star. Not really. Yes, you are. No, you know, I like to say that I've made a face for myself. Oh, uh, shut up. It's true. People look at me, they go, oh, you're the guy. You, you, aren't you the guy? They don't know my name, but they know Right. Me. They're like, oh, I know you. Wait, so I, I actually... get people that do like, did we go to high school? Like, like they look at you like I know you, but I don't know where to put you. I do that too. I do that with athletes and like you cele- do? celebrity chefs. I was like, did we go to high school together? Where, how do I, we met at something, right? Right. Like, and then no. they're like, uh, no, you I'm know, I got the cookbook. J'aime d'un offer. Right. Um, That's the French, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I was trying, it was kind of French and Israeli. <laughs> um, Tim. Judy. First of all, I love you. You're like an amazing person. Oh, thank you. I love you too. Oh, thank you. And we see each other at the gym. Your audience should know that I see you at the gym. And your audience should know that Judy Gold is a savage. She's a savage at the gym. I I get into my working She does not fool around. She's the real thing. Right. Well, you are too. Except we both get really... Oh, we can say this at the end because it's kill me now and I'm going to ask you what pisses you off. But... Tim and I bonded over the fact that these fucking assholes pick up these like 500 pound weights. They, they're like, and then they drop them on the fucking floor. Like, why do you what have to that? fucking drop them on the floor? What is that? Like, oh no, don't, don't notice me over here I know. dropping a 500 pound weight. And everybody thinks they die for cover. They think oh, it's I a know. terrorist attack. It's terrible. It's, it's New horrible. York City. It's, it's, it's like a bomb going I know. Up. I can't stand it. Me I neither. cannot fucking stand it. Anyway, Tim, you... Um, this is the Jew bell, by the way. Anything remotely Jewish gets a ring, okay? Because oh, okay. I'm a Jew. You have had a very interesting life. I have had an interesting yeah, life. Very. Like that people wouldn't know by looking at you. Like they probably think, oh, you know, he had a perfect childhood and, you know, then went to a great school and then got his first acting role. But no, that's not how it happened. No, it's yeah. my, I mean, I look, I seem calm. Right. Even though in inside me, there's a white hot burning sun of anxiety. And really? And, and I look kind of organized. I have right. this organized looking face. So people assume things. When people write my bi- biography, they're inevitably wrong. Which I sort of really. Love. So you have anxiety. You know, I suffer from anxiety as well. How, but how you come you're not ringing anx- the Jew bell? Isn't that part of? It? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. 
That's right. <laughs> um, really? You have anxiety? Hells yeah. Uh, you, you know what? All right. I did a lot of research on you. And I'm sweating because I drank water and it made just- Oh no, and it's so fucking hot in here. So you were born in Manhattan at Mount Sinai Hospital. That's correct. Yes. Correct Amunda. And uh, both of your parents, actors. Correct. Although your mother, God rest her soul, gave it up to bring up her four beautiful children. Correct. Now, you are the youngest of four and you have three older sisters- that's right. Eight, 10, and 13 years older than you? You know exactly everything about me. I I'm do. getting a little scared. It, it's, it, you can ask Laura. I just, you know, I love learning about people. So what do you think you were either A, a mistake, or B, the marriage saver? I was the marriage saver. Right. And I failed. Right. At well, my job. What, can I, does any marriage saver child work? No, it's the right. worst idea know, ever. Ever. Let's have another kid. Like, now that I'm a parent, the thought of, like, let's have another kid to say, it's like, no, that's more fucking stress. Like, why do you want another kid? Now that things suck and our marriage is hanging by a thread, let's let's put a huge stress on it and have another kid that we can torture. And And then we can be mean to the kid uh, because we hate each other. Isn't that a great Isn't it great? It's great. You know what my ex used to do? (laughs) When I, you know, when we had, when the kids were young and, um like little babyish babies. And um, instead of telling me, uh, you know, can you do this? I'm going to take a nap. She would, as she was feeding them, she'd be like, mommy's going to take you to the the park. And then she's going to um, take you out for ice cream. And then I'm going to go get a mani pedi. And, boop, boop. and that's how she used to um, tell me what, like. What your day was going to be like. Yeah. Like I was taking them to the park while she got a mani pedi. That's you know, how she did it while she was feeding them. I think she gets an award for passive aggression. Really? Right that is really professional. And it was bad because I remember specifically uh, when Henry was a little, you know, months old. He, I ran, I was training for the marathon, and I would come a home savage, from like savage, savage like and I'd come home from like a fifteen mile run. Mommy's gonna take you to the to the um uh, the the children's museum, and I'm gonna go get a massage, and then she's gonna. And I was like, "Fuck you! I have to sleep. I just ran 15 miles." You know what that? You know what I call that? What I call that an asshole trap. That is an asshole trap. There, there's the. I mean, people are really good at this, but that's like. If you say to your kid, no, mommy's no, not, not going to do, do that, that, then you're an asshole. Right, right. So you're trapped right. into doing something that you don't want to do. Right, right. It's kind of like that thing where you say to someone, you want to talk to them about something that they've done that you're upset with. And you say, listen, we really have to talk and because I'm upset about something. They say, that's fine. I totally understand. And my second cousin, twice removed, just uh, got in an accident. Right. And they're clinging to life. Right. And so then if you go, if you go on to talk about the thing then you're, you're, an you're an asshole because, because you didn't say, yeah. oh, God, I'm so sorry about your cousin twice removed who had the you right, know, right, the right. So you're trapped into not being able to talk about what you want to talk what about. What about when you go, when you say to someone, this is another thing, fuck, all right, you're like, oh, I really need to talk to you about something. Um, is there a time we can meet? And they're like, well, what is it? Well, I'd like to do it in person. Well, can't you just tell me a little bit? No, I, I really think we should talk. Oh, come on. And then you end up sucked in and say it on the phone and it sucks. Right. That's true. 
Okay, great. Uh, now listen, so, I'm, no, I'm thinking about something my mother used to do, which was really expert. When what? she called and got my answering machine or my voicemail, right. she would say, Timmy, honey, something unspeakable has happened. It's just tragic, and I can't tell you about it. Goodbye. No way. Yes. I mean, you should ring the bell, even though she wasn't Jewish well, yeah, at all. Yeah. But that was, that that is was pretty really bad. good. That Did was, you ever? Oh, you never saw my bit about. Um, it was her way of getting me to call her back yes. immediately. And was, was there ever a tragic thing? Depending on your point of view. Right. Like Sometimes there's something in the bird news. Got, like, you know. Yeah. I uh, my, I used to play an answering machine message. My mother left me. At, um, in the How long? I mean, years and years ago. People still ask for it. Of her, we got disconnected, and she thinks that I'm dead in the apartment and is screaming, you know, where are you? I'm a wreck. I'm going to call the neighbor. Let's go. And then at the end, she goes, so long. <laughs> I mean, it's the funniest thing in the world. It's like literal. Fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, so you're born in Manhattan. You're you have three older sisters, uh, one of whom is Tyne Daly, which when I found that out, I was like, I don't I can't believe they're brother and sister. You're so different. Don't you think? I That's what people say. Yeah. But, but she's now my sister. I know. I, mean, I, I love her. I love like, her. Yeah, I do, too. She's the best. I did an episode of Mur Murphy Brown and she went outside and had a cigarette and I talked to her because I just wanted to be near her. All right. So I can't, I can't talk and she's not smoking, but there you go. Why is she smoking cigarettes? She's an idiot. Okay. So your father, um, she, he was in the theater. Mm -hmm. um, he was a working actor. Mm -hmm. You uh, described it as like in those days he would get up, he'd put on a suit He'd go into the city, go on auditions. Like, remember when people would actually dress up to, like, take a train or a plane or go to the theater? I do remember that. I, I don't—what happened? I mean, not—I not, know I look like a slob right now, but I'm just saying, like, when I watch the Grammys sometimes, I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? Like, ripped black jeans and some tank top. Like, what is that? I, you know— I don't know. I guess we got really comfortable, but I, uh, maybe we should be just a I little know, less a little comfortable. Bit. Yeah. I mean, you look at old footage of like baseball games, suits, hats. And yeah, yeah, hats. I, I mean, I went to this really nice restaurant a few weeks ago and there's a guy in there wearing like a Derek Jeter, you know, jersey. <sighs> I'm like, I like Derek Jeter, but right. come not, on. Yeah. I mean, what restaurant? Spending... What restaurant? No, I'm not telling. Really expensive. It was pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. Well, you can do it. Well, at least you have the money. That was my mother. Okay, so, uh, all right. So your father, James Daly, uh, you used to go with him when he was doing theater and hang out with, like, you know, you were like a kid running wild behind the scenes. And In Summerstock. Yeah. Now, the thing you have to understand about this is that it was before suing. Right, it was before right, everybody right, right, right. So I could climb the ladder and oh, run yeah, around now, in the yeah. fly loft and peek down and be up in the you know the catwalk and all that right. stuff, uh, and and no one thought anything of it. Sneak right. around backstage and peek out from behind the curtain, and it was awesome. It was like this huge jungle gym or right. playground, right? Um, and I loved it. Well, now forget it. You know, no, now you can't. You do can't anything. do anything. I mean, we didn't have helmets. We didn't have anything, and no. we seemed to survive. But. You'd think that that would make you want to be, or that might take the the um, the magic out of theater by seeing how everything works. But instead, it had the opposite effect. It had the on opposite you. effect because I was in on the trick. Right. I mean, um, one of the things that 
that makes me, oh, we can talk about this later. One thing that pisses me off now is the making of everything. It's like the oh, every time I you know. see a show, they right after the episode, they, they let you Stay in Stay tuned on the, for a little, yeah, the more, the behind of the scenes of the, I don't yeah. want to know. Right. I don't want to know who's sleeping with who. I don't right. want to know what their special effects are. I just want to be no lost in the story. There's no imagination anymore. There you there, go. And that's, it's a big problem. We talk about, I've talked about that before. And the fact that no one's ever bored. And so they, no one, no one creates new things, you know, boredom feeds like, oh, let me think of something to do. Or th- well, I don't even call it boredom. I just think that it's, you know, that, that phrase, letting your mind wander. Right. Your mind can't wander anymore. No. Sometimes if your mind wanders, it goes into like a really interesting neighborhood. Right. And you're like, oh, look at this. I've never right. been to this neighborhood. And, right. And you think of something new. Right. But if you're constantly guided by music and videos and blah, 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 I know. blah, then you don't have a second for your mind to do go where it wants. I think it's going to go back. Don't you? I think it's going to, we're going to get to a time where people are like, Oh, it's so not cool. If I become king, it'll go back really quickly. I can't take it. All right, so. It'll be a bloody rain, but it'll be so much better when I'm done. Oh, I can't wait. I hate it. Will you vote for me for king? Yes. Okay, okay. You'll be a handsome king. Hey, everyone. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked to my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. So um, your father was Chad Everett's boss on Medical Center. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved that show. I never watched it. What? I loved medical. Well, because you're not a Jew. But, and you know, anything medical. But um, did you ever go on the set with him or anything? I did. No way. I did, yeah. And? 
Well, it was back in the day, you know, and what I remember most about it was that it was really hot. Right. Like back in the day, they had these enormous lights. Yeah. And my father was like me, as you know, from seeing me at the gym, was a sweater. So right. he was constantly being mopped off right. and drenching in sweat. And Chad Everett was quite a piece of work. Really? Yes. Oh, yes. He was, uh, he used to, as I recall, he's still alive, right? So he's not going to listen. Is this, he? Is he? Anyway, he used to. He's. I guarantee you, he's not listening. He used to count the words that he had. No way. Bed, yes, and insist on a certain percentage of the words. Um. So he he had a healthy ego. Let's put it that way. But um, that's so. Like, there's no small parts. There's only small actors. He's yeah. the example of. Yeah, but he had a huge part. I know, but who the fuck? I. Th- oh. You're right. Whatever that explanation was. Yes. Right. Thank I you. I, I mean, that's that's upsetting because he was hot. He was hot. Yeah. What's he, So uh, do uh, we know if he's alive? Uh Oh, he died. He died in 2012. He's definitely not yeah. listening to this oh, episode. I feel bad that I said that now. Who fucking cares? OK. All right. No one cares. He's dead. <laughs> so. um so he and he, your father was the face of camel, camel right? Cigarettes. Camels. Did he smoke camel cigarettes? Yeah, back when cigarettes were good for you. Yeah, more doctors smoke camel than any other. Right, brand. right. And he was the the spokesperson. Did you see him on billboards and stuff? I don't remember billboards, but I remember this slogan. The slogan was "Have a real cigarette." Right. Have a camel. Have a camel without the filter, and then get cancer and drop dead. Take care. Yeah. So. uh your sisters at this point, since they're older than you, mm-hmm. are you like hanging out? Are they gone? Are they in college or wherever? They're, do- they're gone. I mean, I, I have some vague memories of them, but, you know, by the time I'm five, what Tyne is, you know, she's 15. I mean, I, right. I remember Tyne being around. My eldest sister, I hardly remember. Right. Because she was, she she was 13. She yeah. was 16. And so right. I was, what, three. Right. So uh, my youngest sister, Glenn, I remember pretty well. But um, uh, when my parents got divorced, uh, when my dad left when I was like eight, right, that was very traumatic for me. So, but up until that time, idyllic yes. childhood. You know, sort of. Right. I mean, it, you know, it, it's funny because uh, anyone that has siblings knows that you get different parents, even though you have the same right, parents, exactly, different parents. Right. And I got the very best of my dad and the very worst of my mom. Right. Uh, and it was just a matter of timing and other stuff. But uh, I, I relied on my dad a lot. Do you think it was because you were a boy that you got the best of him or? I mean, I think partially right. that, but partially because, um, you know, he he had gotten to be a kind of a better parent and right. more sort of into it uh, as time right. went on. Right. So and your fa- your mother was obviously unhappy. Your father was gay. And but did she? Did she, she knew, right. When they got divorced or, or... Oh yeah, she, she knew, I mean, you know, she knew for a long time, but you have to understand that this oh. was, this was an era where, oh, please, yeah. you know, where everybody knew, right. There wasn't, this wasn't like people were deluding themselves. Right. Everyone knew the the church knew, the doctors knew, the right. psychiatrists knew, society knew that if you were gay, you were sick right. and you had to get over your sickness. So right. My parents together, because they did love each other, mm-hmm. dealt with my father's, and I'm making quotation marks, his sickness right. of homosexuality. So my dad, you know, did, I mean, and he was obviously on some sort of sexual spectrum. Right. Uh, but he, he. As we all are. As we all are. And he worked very hard to overcome this 
this illness that he mm-hmm. had, and it just didn't work because it, it's it not can't. an illness. It's not right. an illness, so you can't cure something that is not an illness. It's yeah, um, it's fascinating. And uh, you know, and my mother was devastated by it because she, as uh, many women did, and and men probably too in that era, blamed herself right, right. that she had loved better or more then, or something. Yeah. Said something. She that she blamed herself, and right. that caused a lot of problems. I, you know, when I read about that period of time and, you know, all the people that were so closet, I mean, you know, thank God I'm alive now, but I'm, I remember being in the closet, you know, when I was a little girl, when I figured out what was quote unquote wrong with me, Mm -hmm. it was like, I was like, oh my God, no one can ever find, like it was, you think that your life is over if anyone finds out. And now, I mean, thank God. I mean, your father would be a different man if he was living right now. He would. I mean, the the sad part was that even after he was unable to, right. you know, be something that he wasn't, um, he never forgave himself, you know, th- because that was so ingrained in him. Right. Having grown up Catholic, especially right. that he was bad. He was evil. You know, he was wrong. Right. And I remember very vividly. Uh, I think I was 19 when he finally told me and he handed me this letter and I, I read it and I was, as I was reading, I looked over and he was weeping and it said, I wish this weren't true. My life would be so much better and easier if it weren't. But the fact is I'm a homosexual. I thought, Oh my God, this poor man, you know, even though he's now, you know, at least I mean, not out, but at least not living right. a, it, as a heterosexual. Right. Uh, he still can't forgive himself. He still, you know, wishes that it weren't so. Right. Um, but when you when you were a kid, you t- uh, I know you've talked about how you had actors were always over your house because mm-hmm. your parents, um, famous ones. Yeah. And and there was a lot of partying and, Mm. you know, um, I heard you say, and this made me feel terrible. You know, we used to eat dinner, you know, at 1030 at night. And, you know, that's sort of me because I'd go do a set. I'd be like, do you want to eat before? No, I'll do my homework. Then I get home and then we'd eat dinner at like 930. And, you know, I felt bad for my kids, but at least we had the time together. But, um, you know, you're do you think there were other homosexuals that were at the house? I mean, do, they all knew of about course. your father? Well, I, I, I mean, listen, there was sort of a, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, this was the theater, the right. theatrical community. So obviously they're right. gay people. And, right. And uh, it's disgusting. I think, <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, they, uh, they, th- I, I think there was an understanding between them. Right. Uh, some people were more comfortable with being out than others, um, even though it might have, you know, endangered them or their right. careers. And there were a lot of people who were, you know, seriously on the down line. Oh, yeah. Um, and honestly, as a kid, I wasn't aware of it at all. Right. I, I had no idea right. what, what it even was. And by the time I did, it was, you know, I was told by my culture at that time, it's like, ew. Right. Gross. Right, right, right. You know? Um, and that's all I knew about it. Did, did your father tell your sisters at the same time he told you? Was it a group? No, it was a weird thing because everybody knew, uh, way before it was like 10, when my fa- when my parents were divorced, I think everybody knew by then. That was like 65, 1965. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and they 
all colluded, my mother, my father, and my sisters, not to tell me. Wow. That's so youngest. My family used to do that to me, too, because I'm the youngest. Yeah, they wanted to protect me right. from something. And that, then you feel like, well, yeah. this is the thing. They thought, and this is, again, I don't, I, I can't be angry at them because right. they thought they were that doing, the, doing right the right thing. thing. Even my yeah. dad thought he was doing the right thing right. by, because everybody knew how much I loved my dad and what right. a great relationship I had with him. Right. And they didn't want this, they didn't want me to get infected right, right. by this bacteria or whatever right, it was. Right, that, right, right. You know, uh, or or swayed into this thing because there was, you know, again, there was this idea that you could, uh, you know, make someone right, gay, gay right. with your crazy lifestyle or whatever, right. that, whatever that is that some people still think is a real Mike thing. Pence. Oh, God. Uh, I can't stand him. So he sort of he kept a distance after it. Was it after he came out that he kept a distance or was yes. it after after? Like, After my parents were divorced, right. they also decided that it was a good idea to uh, keep my exposure to him. Ugh, it's so awful. It was, it was awful. And my dad was... I, he was probably the best father in the world. Like, I, well, I wouldn't you know, go that far. I'm just saying, I'm he saying, must have been more fun than a lot of other... But, I mean, but, like, but I'm you saying, know, yeah. I had a good relationship. Right, right. And, and there was no reason why I couldn't have spent a lot more time with him. But it was like two weeks a year until... No way. Yeah, until I quit college... Right. When I was 18 and I went out to LA and I guess I was 19 or something. And right. that's when he finally told me. And it was like. So he, they got divorced and it, you went from seeing him every day to seeing him two weeks a year. Yeah. That's fucking horrible. Did you go to therapy? N- not at that moment. Right, right, right. No, nobody. Oh, yeah. that is so sad. Yeah, it was sad. I mean, it was sad because I missed all that right. time. Of course. And did you. Write or did you, you know, because people used to write letters. We talked on the phone. Right. Was uh, he close by? No, he was in L.A. and I was in New York. Okay. Um, Terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. And I would go and visit him, you know, and and still, I mean, he had boyfriends who he was living with. Did you know it then? No. I, I, I mean- you know, I would show up and the boyfriend would leave, go to the other bedroom and oh, be right. his roommate. Like right, his, right, right, right. Yeah. You know, and I was like, that made sense to me. Right. You know, as a 10 year old. Right. Of course. Um, and, uh, um, you know, my dad's boyfriends at the time were, were not uh, flamboyant. Or right, right, like right. That. They were just guys. And and uh, so I, I it was the last thing in That's my mind. Amazing. But when he told me, like the moment he told me. And this is an analogy I've used a lot, but it's as if my life was an enormous jigsaw puzzle with one piece missing. And right. I was so close to the puzzle that all I could see was the outline of the missing piece. And right. as soon as the piece went in, the entire puzzle made sense. Made sense. Yeah. It's like I, I, I stepped back. I had this new perspective. Right. And whoa, there it all was. And oh, that's what mom was talking about. Oh, right. This is his his roommate was, oh, you know, just all right. this stuff came flooding in on me. So did you. Who'd you call first after you found out? Oh, I didn't call anybody. You didn't? No. I, you didn't say, I can't fucking, but like you didn't call Tyne or anyone. How, how could you not tell me this? No, no, or? no. I, I mean, you know, I had my own problems at that at right that point. And I think I talked to my friends and, you know, for me, given my orientation in the, in the world and my age, right. I was like, does that mean I'm gay? I right, mean, right. I had the same, right. the same thing. And so I was asking myself, like, what does this mean? Right. You know, this man that I love so much, right. uh, who was my great dad for, you know, eight years. Um, so it was a, 
process. I mean, and then you think of like Leonard Bernstein and Neil Sedaka, like all these people. Oh, uh, I had to get reminded for the Jubel. I'm so into this conversation. But yeah, I mean, think of all those Aaron Copeland. I mean, all these people who couldn't live their tr- their lives. Well, at least he had you. You went to boarding school, I too. I did. I went to boarding school. And then you go to Syracuse University for like five minutes. Ten days or something. All right. And because is it is it they said you couldn't audition or something? They said that I could not perform for two years. Like my junior year, I could start auditioning to perform. And they they had changed over the summer. They had changed their curriculum which I didn't know. Right. They didn't like send like me you a note. apply before. Yeah. yeah they changed. It was a wrong place for me anyway. Right. But uh, yeah. So I, I basically got there my second day. They said I wouldn't be performing for two years. And it was a number of days of me freaking out, trying to figure out how to get out of there. Right. Um, but you didn't tell your parents. No. But you got out and you got, got your father, out. his money back. I got his money back. That's good. I know. Did, the, did your sisters go to college? Uh, Tyne went to uh, Brandeis mm, that's- and flunked out. <laughs> I'm trying to undo the bell. <laughs> All right. Yeah. She flunked out uh, because she um, was just like sleeping with this guy and right. just spending all the time in the theater and right. not doing anything else. Right. Right. Uh, and my sister Peggy went to Bennington College mm-hmm. and did not graduate. Mm-hmm. And my sister Glenn did not go to college. Wow! And yeah. what did what are what do they do? Uh, Glenn Glenn um, it is probably the most talented person in my family. No way! Uh, she can sing like a freaking right. bird. She, I mean, she's an artist and such a creative person. Right. And uh, her personality is such that. You know, it's hard. Like we've been saying, my my sister makes the most beautiful homes right. I've ever seen. Right. And we keep saying to her, why don't you do this? Why don't you make homes and flip them? You right, right. Make a show. Love it. Yeah. But what we know is that if someone came and said, I love everything about this, but could we maybe change the color of the curtains? She would be like, oh, God damn it. Hey, fuck it. No, fuck it. I'm out of here. She just can't. Right. She would be she a can't. terrible comic. Yeah. The, like the rejection thing, she <laughs> yeah. doesn't do too right. well. Right. Um, my sister Peggy was, uh, she was actually an executive at uh, the Avon company. No way. Ding dong. Which, which was uh, one of the only corporations in the United States that had a woman CEO who was kind of promoting women to wow. be executives. And she did something kind of crazy, which was she got married and quit because she was going to be a someone's mommy. wife. Right. And she was a mom and she was right. a great mom. And she uh, has had several other careers since she worked. Oh, that's good. As my sister's uh, time stand in for, uh, really? for judging Amy. Wow. And she worked in the Boston uh, at a museum in Boston. Right. I don't know exactly what this um, and Wow. Tyne is an actress. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah. So you went away to board. So boarding school is not like going to high school, like public high school. No. Because my son's now at boarding school. Yeah. It's a whole different it's thing. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah, right? Yeah. How, how come you went away? Because I needed to save my life. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, you know, the... I mean, a lot of people go for that reason, or like, then there's those families that are like, oh, of course they're yes. going to boarding school. We right. all go to boarding school. And then, you know, my son just plays basketball, so we had it. Yeah. Right. So there's that. But yeah. no, I... I um, my, When my dad left, uh, 
my mom was my mom was already sick, but she got very, very, very sick. And it was bad right. for me at home. My sisters, I mean, my sister Glenn was there for a couple of years, but then she escaped. She was I, drinking. Yeah. And and uh it was it was not no, not, not safe good. for me. Right. And, and my eldest sister uh and her husband stepped in and they kind of said, Okay, we need to get this kid out of here. Out of here. Bad. So I went to the Putney School in Putney, Vermont. Mm, uh, very nice. Yes. Well, it sounds very nice. Yes, it's, it's kind of a hippie. It's kind of a hippie. Oh, it is. Oh, god, it's oh, a okay. hippie. You know, like farm school. Right. Right. Uh, and uh, it's a great place. Um, not not a great basketball school. Right. Right. Place. And um, it sort of saved my bacon. You know, right. to be uh, in this place with kids and not in that environment. Right. Thank God. Thank God. So you leave Syracuse and then, oh, by the way, I wanted to mention that your grandmother, Dorothy, by the way, I had a grandmother, Dorothy, too, Really, uh, worked for the CIA. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? I know. What did she she do? Well, she was, you know, what they used to call a secretary. I don't think she did anything. I mean, she had she had security clearance, but she wasn't, you know, hiding in. Oh, she had security clearance. Yeah. But, you know, did did. Jared, she wasn't yeah. packing. Right. Oh, okay. You know, she wasn't packing any heat or, you know, meeting any Russians. Do you think Russians. she knew anything? She wasn't or? colluding with any Russians, oh. let's put it that way. Oh, that's unusual. <laughs> you go- You just you, go, this is like, this is your life. Yeah, you're going through you every quit. last- I love, I love this. So you leave, you go, you leave Syracuse, you go to LA and you, you, you started a flooring company. Floor tiling, yeah. Yeah, floor tiling, which- you learned from Mexican, some a bunch of Mexican guys. Yeah, what I, I was I was working as as a laborer for this master carpenter, who. Was, but you knew you wanted to be an actor. No, I didn't know anything. Oh, you didn't. I didn't know. I could not find my ass with both hands. But you went to Syracuse point. thinking you were going to be in the acting program. That was the only thing I thought I could do. I mean, right. I figured out in high school that it was something that I could do. Right. Something I had an aptitude for. Right. But I didn't know if I had the wherewithal, the personality, like my sister, to go out there and have people say, you suck, you're too short, you're too fat, you're too pretty, you're too whatever you are. Right. Um, And Uh, Actually, no one had to say any of those things to you. Anyway, so um, because you're so good looking, yeah. Well. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, um, But it's also like most kids, they want to go in the acting program and their parents are like, you are not going in the act. You can, uh, the minor in acting. So, but your parents were actors, so they like were into it, no, correct? No, no, not really. No, I mean, because well, the thing they know what the, right, they right, know what right. they're in for. You know, they, I mean, listen, my parents were great in that they wanted me to do something I was passionate about, but I wasn't passionate really about anything yet. Did, did your so, mother ever act again after she did a okay. few times? Okay, few times. so she that's was good. really good too. I bet. Yeah, she was really good. So, so anyway, so I'm, yeah. I, I, so I'm working as a labor for this guy, and I'm working with these Mexican guys who are the most incredible craftsmen I've ever seen. Oh, I bet. And they teach me how to do tiling. And so I got sent down to Mexico with this buddy of mine, and we were picking up this tile in the, from this guy named El Primo. And El Primo loved my friend because he spoke fluent Spanish. Right, we were a right. A couple of hippies. And anyway, he had a deal with the border guards, and he delivered us like 30,000 square I'm sorry, I have Trump on the phone. Hold on, please. Yeah. Okay. Back in the day. Yeah, I'm I'm I have a passport. I'm legal. Yeah. But anyway, so he delivered us all this tile to right. LA and and uh, anyway, it's a long story. So, so you we started a floor tile yeah. company. And it was called Silver Dollar. The silver Dollar. And you would put a uh, one silver dollar in a corner, like when you put the and so yeah. yeah. Like trademark registered. Right. And how many think do you think there's still places that have the silver dollar in the corner? I have no idea. 
But wouldn't that be cool? That would be so fucking. All right. If any of my listeners look on your floors in L.A., <laughs> if there's a silver dollar, what did was it exposed? Yeah. That's we didn't so hide cute. it. I know, but you didn't put it in the middle of the floor. You put it like in yeah, a corner. Yeah, side. Whatever. Whatever. Um, and then you did, you were a carpenter and you would, came, you came back to New York and were a carpenter and made, uh, you did lofts in the. Yeah. Well, that's what I did. Uh, um, that's actually after I went to Bennington. You went into Bennington. That's yeah. right. And then. That's right. All right. I didn't have the timeline. And then. Yeah. Um, and, and you graduated. I did graduate. Ding, I'm ding, only, ding, ding. I'm the only, only person kid. in my, college, in my right. family that graduated from college, which wow. is shameful. Uh, but both my Not kids Jewish. graduated. Right. Damn it. And, and one of them's a um, a word. Fulbert, Fulbright. Uh, yes, scholar. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's correct. I know. Go figure. So, uh, yeah, so I, so I was going to college and, and, uh, you know, I was never a very good carpenter, but I was right. good enough to, you, and you have to imagine, you know, Jesus, uh, was also a carpenter. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You know, when people think, when I say I was remodeling lofts and trying right, right. and Soho, they're thinking about like hedge fund guys. Right. I was not doing that no, kind no. of work. I was doing it for artists back when you could get a 4,000 right. square foot law for like $15,000. Right. And there were like Some, syringes on the ground. I yeah. mean, people I'm don't realize. Doing simple yeah. stuff so that people could eat in their loft. Um, but you did have, you know, you have the skill or had this skill, so you knew you could always work. Yeah, I would do something. Right. So you graduate. Did your parents come to graduation? They did. Both? Uh, my dad was dead. Uh, we didn't. Yeah, we skipped that. We skipped dead dad. <laughs> um, your dad, by the way, died at 59. Mm-hmm. The morning that the two of you were supposed to start rehearsals for Equus? Correct. Yeah, it was. And how old were you? 22. I mean, here you're going to, you know who your father really is at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you finally, like, it comes full circle. You know, here you were a kid on the set and, you know, and then here you are and you're fine. You're going to work with your dad. And he wakes up or doesn't. Did he wake up? He woke up dead. <sighs> so I'm not supposed to say that. Yeah, he died. I mean, it, in his sleep. Yeah, in his sleep. Had, All right, that's he had a good a way. Massive to go. heart attack. Right. But you know, it's one of those things that I mean, Tyne thinks that he died because he was uh, he was scared that I would have a bit better career than he, he would. He was going to be jealous, so he just willed himself <laughs> really to the other side. Right. Did he? Did he? Ha- did you count his words as well? In, I did in not. I did not. I did, who had one. more word count in Equus? Oh, he had a lot more. All right. So okay, go ahead. Um, anyway, uh, you know, it was it was one of those moments where it seems. Like the timing of it seems like a TV movie or something. Right, On right, the right. Day, I know it's to, like that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, and it did. Okay, did you think it was a sign or like? I mean, that's devastating. Did you well, go do Equus? Th- I did. You did? Yes. I mean, this is who it, took his part. Were you like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you? The whole no, time? no, Kevin McCarthy, who was oh. a, who was a drunk and and didn't know his words, right? And, and now he's. I know. Isn't he the um, minority leader? No, not that guy. Oh, that guy. <laughs> Jeez. How about all these Irish guys? I know. My people are letting What is us going down. On? on? You were the boat. You were like Jesus the liberals. Christ. I know. All right. So anyway, uh, but, it, you know, it, it it's one of those things that I wonder how my life would have turned out, because if I had any safety net at all in my life, it was my dad. Right. And when he died, that net was gone. Right. 
and I had to figure out how to, you know, sink, sink or swim. Right. And so uh, it, it was scary. Is, do you think that's why you went back to college? Well, I mean, I only had like another, uh, you know, a year oh. left. Oh, okay. And and uh, there was enough money in his estate to pay for that. Right. So I knew I could get through, but I knew that I had to eat. Did you study acting at Bennington? I did. Who else was in your, anyone we would know? Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, there's been some people like Mitchell Lichtenstein, who's done some stuff, who was Roy Lichtenstein's son. Uh, wow. And um, who else who's had a career? Uh, I don't really know. I don't think, I think I'm sort of, of my oh. era, I think I'm sort of kind of it. Do you ever go back to Putney? I do go back to you Putney. You do? Yes, I'm on the board of trustees. Woo! Yes, my daughter, the Fulbright Scholar, went to Putney. Wow. Yes. And uh, my girlfriend, um, that sounds, I mean, when you're my age. Well, my, how about when you're a les uh, and you have to go, my, I, like, I can't, my partner. Uh, it's like, no, it's not. You know what I'm going to call her? I call her my accomplice. Your my accomplice. accomplice. So that when we get, yes. when we go to jail. We'll, right, we'll, right. We'll, we'll plea, we'll share the same plea bargain. Uh, my accomplice went to Putney. Really? Yes. Um, and you didn't know each other there? We did not. I'm 10 years older. I'm robbing the cradle. Wow. Um. She's Any, hot, by the way. She's hot, I know. Jesus Christ. Whew. Anyway, uh, sorry, I'm getting very warm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is. I know, she's hot. All right. You're hot, too. And she looks like she's like 30. I know, what the fuck? I don't know, she does. Puts a lot of lotion on and stuff. Yeah, I try to do that, too. It doesn't work. Um, okay, you graduate, um, and you are acting, or you're doing you're doing a little and no. then yeah okay so you get of, hill street you got a hill street blues little yes giggy. which was pure nepotism right um, it was your wife or your, your wife your um brother-in-law yes Tyne's mm -hmm. husband george brown was directing hill street blues and he said if you can get yourself out here you can have this part and all i remember is one line where i say yeah bulgarians lieutenant yeah bulgarians lieutenant that's all i remember <laughs> But, that was it? Uh, no, I had some other line, like two fingernails on the left hand, you know, something like- Like, were you freaked out feet. that you were on a TV? First of all- I was terrified. First, why couldn't he fly you out? Because you don't do that. You all gotta, right. anyway. He could have let, he could have lent you the money or something. Well, he lent me some money later. All I right. paid him back to it. Good, you know. better funk. I don't, I don't like um, him right now. All right, so anyway, so you go back- I did that, and then, and then you know, I'm- struggling around in right. New York and work in construction and I get an audition for Diner. That, well, that, that well, initially you didn't get the audition because you went to your agent and, and they said, said, I'm too young. Right. Said, and she you're said, right. you're not right. Your yes, agent, not your right. agent. And then, uh, and then another nepotism. It, and then Tyne knew Valerie Curtin, who was at then at that point married to Barry Levinson. She right. said, you see my kid brother. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Barry and Levinson. so, uh, so I went and saw Ellen Chenoweth, who was the casting director, yes. and she said, you're not right for this. And I said, oh. And she said, but, you know, why don't you just read anyway? So I read for her, and she went, hmm, okay, why don't you read for Barry? So I read for Barry, and he liked me, and I read about six more times and right. eventually did a screen test, and the rest is Remember history. screen tests? Did I they did. don't do them anymore, do they? They don't do anything anymore. I can't I mean, take it. People are people are in their closet with their fucking iPhone. I, I know doing auditions. What the fuck? You know, you... directors are afraid of human beings. They're afraid to 
be in the room with a human being. And I don't know how they can direct someone. Also, they don't you say, get the essence of the person when they walk in the room. That's right. What if it's a life's too short situation? Right. But it's like now, even when you go to audition, which you probably don't have to audition anymore, of course. <laughs> but when you go to audition, it's like you're just going on tape somewhere else. Yeah. You're in some. Right. You're with you know? something that's like a step up from an iPhone. Right. I don't understand it. It's horrible. And then my agent's always like, you know what? 12 of, our, 12 of our clients got pilots on their iPhones. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gigantic and I need to be in the room. Whatever. Okay. So then you get, first of all, you were so cute in diner with okay, your little so black terrified. hair. I was terrified. You were? Oh, terrified. Because the funny thing is, you know, growing up, uh, when I, when my family was together, my mother and father were always talking about Shakespeare and Ibsen and Shaw really? and Chekhov. Yes, all this stuff and about great performances by Gielgud and Olivier and, right. you know, and, and all this stuff. And it was really, uh, you know, sort of pretentious and erudite. But nobody – like I literally got to New York City with two actors in my family right. and didn't know you had to have a headshot. I was like, oh, you have to have Wait, a headshot? Wait, they didn't – No, right. not, they don't tell me anything. So – that's I knew, I knew nothing. Yeah. I knew nothing about the nuts and bolts right. of what you had to do to right. get a job as an actor. Uh, so that was nice of them. To so consequently, that. nobody yeah. told me that things like when you're in a movie, you have to walk into a room and hit a mark, meaning you have to stand right. in this exact place, otherwise you're out of focus, right. or you fuck up the lighting, right. or whatever. So I was so, and I'd been in the theater where you have a lot more. You know, room Lee, yeah, to move around. So I, I felt so nervous right. that I was going to step over the red piece of tape that was on the floor, right? And people would glare at me and look at their watches. But you'd think you would be like, "Oh, I've been around actors before. I, I know how to behave." But you really were just nah. frightened. The thing is, I, I, I don't, I, I am really well suited to acting. Right. I have an overactive imagination. I can't sit still. Right. I I am fascinated by human beings and what yes, makes same. them tick. Yes. I'm not so well suited to being an actor. I'm not right. like a crazy ego maniacal guy that needs attention. Yeah, that's uh, that is true about you. And, yeah. and I don't. I, I and don't, I can't stand that in people. I can't. I, I like it sometimes. It's very entertaining, but I don't. But I I just am not. That's just no. Me. You're not like that at all. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, for, it's Just Kill Me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just, just Kill Me. Now. No, Judy Gold's Just Kill Me. Just Kill Me Now. Just Kill Me Now. <laughs>